Anyway, guys, welcome to another episode Hello. of Decode. Uh, episode 18 now? 18. <laughs> I lost track. Um, anyway, welcome to another episode of Decode. Welcome Coming to you live the from the Waypoint Cafe from over at Waypoint Cafe. 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Ludlow Street. Waypoint Cafe, where you can get your delicious treats and drinks as well as get your game on. Good drinks. Welcome to the show. We record to you live from their stream room. Recording you live from the stream room at the Waypoint Cafe. It's a calm weekend, isn't it? It's a little quiet, it's a quiet week. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little quiet, quiet week. week. Which is funny because, you know, you figure Overwatch League is happening. Yeah, I mean, it's Overwatch, Overwatch League. We're in a... We're in a we're in, it's in a weird flux. It's in, a, in this weird flux. I mean, we, we're going to talk about that. We're definitely going to talk about that. what's going on with Overwatch League. Um... But I think I like to call this the calm before the storm because E3 is pretty soon. I sort of, I would like to call it yes, calm before the storm because E3 is very soon. Like E3 legit is two literally weeks away. two weeks away. Legit two weeks away is E3. It's um, legit like yeah, yeah. It's literally it's like two literally weeks away. two weeks away is E3. And we do have special shows planned for uh, E3 where we're gonna have pretty much a rotating number of us coming in and uh, watching the. E3 streams yep. uh, live for you guys and yep. giving our live reactions yep. uh, to what we see. Live. Um, I'm hoping that all of us will be in tune for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Gino and Christian are partaking in interdimensional travels right now. Mm -hmm. So they will not be with us today. So it's, it's just, just us. It's just the Wally and Ken show today. It's Wally and Ken show. This is uh, how it's always been when you think about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> Christian, who? No. no, no, no. No, we love we love Christian. We love Christian. He, he's yeah. just handling some business. Handling some business. And so is Gino. Gino's handling some business. Handling business out there. <clears throat> so let's get started. Anyway, let's get started. Uh, let's we're gonna go roll right into it. Uh, starting off with uh, one of the new releases this week, a highly anticipated game from David Cage has released. Yeah. Um, Detroit Become Human has come. Well, it's coming out tomorrow for most yeah. people, but yeah. some of us have had a chance to play it a little early and. Yeah get some story through us. Um, have you played any of David Cage's games? I've never been a big David Cage fan. Okay. I've not been a big... But I have played some of his games. Um, but I'm not a big, huge fan of it. Um, I will say this. Um, Detroit Being Human does interest me in the fact that I do like seeing games that take full advantage of a system's hardware. Mm -hmm. I like seeing that, and Detroit does that. I really want to see that. I want to see that in action. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to be going into with it. Yeah. I'm really not sure what kind of my, like, am I playing an action game? Am I playing an adventure game? I don't know what, but you know what? That kind of entices me, that I don't know what I'm expecting going into it. Okay. I mean, I, I've played a lot of his games. I've been heavily critical of oh, no, you are. some of the recent ones. Uh, I mean, I, my first my first exposure to yeah. uh, David Cage's games... Uh, was with Indigo Prophecy, otherwise known as yeah. Fahrenheit. I think that was. Uh, I think that was everyone's. I think everyone's. Everyone yeah. who's played this kind of games. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but one of the things that I noticed, and this seemed to be a trend over David Cage's games, uh, when you go into um, his later works like Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond Two Souls, right? Um, there's the writing's kind of like all over the place sometimes. You know? Yeah. Um, I, especially in Heavy Rain, where I felt like there were so many story plot holes, 
uh, and in Beyond Two Souls, you know, the game's told, uh, you know, with flashbacks, and, yeah. you know, it goes back and forth a lot. You can play um, Beyond Two Souls in chronological order, and I feel the story makes a lot more sense that way. Right. Uh, whereas, if you go with the initial playthrough, mm-hmm. um, you know, you start out, and it goes back to young... Young, yeah, back bounces back and forth. I mean, just back to being a teenager, and, and like the decisions don't really carry over. It doesn't make no sense. So the writing kind of like bothered me with Beyond Two Souls. I, I think it's like you know, I think that's the thing is with his games because yeah, he's trying to be innovative with the uh, gameplay, but he's also trying to be super innovative with the storytelling. Yeah, and me, I'm a big story. I'm a big fan of games that have story and content. I mean, um, we're all about the yeah. narrative. Yeah, we're all games. about the narrative for this game. But sometimes, I guess it's not the best at times, I would say. Mm-hmm. Maybe in this, in the case of this kind of game where um, there are so many story chains and narratives that's going on with the game itself. So, I don't know. Um, like, who knows? Who knows what uh, that could be the problem. But I, I'm giving, I'm going to give, a, I'm going to give a this new game a shot in that I I was drawn into it by the original like trailer that was shown at E3 and I thought it was like um it was a game where you were playing one specific android then the more and more you find it's like it's not just like your one specific android it's kind of like you yourself like from what I saw I thought you were playing like a hostage situation android yeah, when I, I mean first it's, it's it. one of the it's one of the characters you get to play as. Yeah. So, um, Detroit Become Human actually has uh, multiple protagonists that you yeah. can play as. Um, you have Kara, if you remember from the Kara demo yes. back yeah. in like 2012, 2013. Yeah. Uh, she is one of the main characters in this game. Um, you have Marcus, who is like, uh, you know, they're all androids by the way. So, right. Uh, Kara is, you know. She's like a nanny bot type thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, she escaped with little Alice and let her run away. And, you know, it's just about her choices and how right. she gets this girl out of this abusive home and whatnot. Um, and Marcus is uh, about to be leading this revolt against humans, you know, for you know, android rights and yeah. stuff like that. And then you have, um, <clears throat> oh my God, I can't remember the detective's name, but you play this lieutenant uh, and they're on the. They're on uh, this murder mystery kind of thing, and some of the stories do interlap. So it's literally these three separate campaigns that have the same core issue, you know, yeah. what determines humanity. Know, humanity, right? Um, and there is a little bit of overlap, you know, between mm-hmm. the two. You know, you see where they kind of cross over, and you know, so it's like six degrees of me and whatnot. Yeah. I, um, I, narratively, uh, I think this is David Cage's best work, and I know that's a shot coming. That from is me. a huge <laughs> shot coming from you. You never say stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, I, I think he's really... I mean, there's still a little hurdles in the story in no, this one. Oh, and yeah. most of it's most of it is not even, like, plot hole stuff. It's more like it's a predictable story. Because we've dealt with this type of, yeah. you know, uh, story before. You know, oh, he, humanity in the future relying on technology. You've I mean, it's, it's, it's old hat. I mean, you know, it's, iRobot it's, and stuff it's, like that. It's in every single dystopian android future story. I mean, there's um, nothing new. What I find funny though is that this game is coming on the cusp as you know we are literally approaching oh, no, we are, this yeah, type of yeah, thing you know yeah. and stuff like Alexa and you know yeah, yeah. hey Google do this for me and I, I imagine if you know hey Google or Alexa was an actual like black physical robot there some black mirror stuff right there yeah that's some serious black mirror stuff <laughs> <laughs> um 
So it's really interesting, you know, as far as like the, the you know, I don't want to spoil too much and I don't want to kill like so much time, you know, talking about uh, Detroit Become Human. I want to give you guys like a little mini review while we're here. Um, I, I think it's a good game. Mm -hmm. uh, I love what it does for the, the technical aspects of it. The mocap yeah. in this game is phenomenal. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, just the voice acting in this game is incredible. Like, yeah. it, I think... I think David Cage has finally realized where his stride should be. Yeah, I think that's. And, uh, I think he's finally. Um, I think he wanted. To, I think it was like he wanted to do so much, but nothing could handle what he wanted to do. I think his ideas yeah. were beyond the technology we had at the time. Yeah, and uh, I think now. I think of those games were made now. You know. I, I, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I bet if all of these games, I'm. I, I bet all of these I mean, names. Beyond two souls. Beyond two souls. Creepy Willem yeah. Dafoe accurate stuff. And, uh, you know, I had, bet you know, I, further adventures of uh, Ellie from Last of Us. Yeah, I, I bet uh, Indigo Prophecy though, if re if remade for the PS4, would be fantastic. That would be interesting. I think it would look fantastic. But I don't know if David Cage is one not to. No, he's like, not. He's not. He's not the type like once let he me go back. He's always yeah, let me do something. He new never something does. New. He never does. Once he's done something, he puts the cap on it and then he keeps on going, which is a, a lot of game developers should. Yeah. Just saying. So that being said, you know, if you're a fan of the games, you obviously are going to be picking up Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. Um, if you're not a fan of his games, I urge you to at least maybe watch a playthrough if you're not sure if you want to buy it. You know, definitely watch a playthrough. The game, there's some very interesting stuff in this game. Um, as for what my final thoughts will be on it, I'm going to save that for my written review, which will be up over at the main article website at www.stepintothecore, where you can find all our regular scheduled content and updates and stuff we got all that over there um what's going on in the world of esports lately like I, i've been hearing i've been hearing some things <clears throat> and uh <clears throat> well here's some things so one of the things that uh we want to touch upon uh is viewership numbers on yeah, in, in, in the league, and namely, there's two areas that come to mind. Uh, we spoke briefly in a previous episode about the NBA 2K League. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and of course, you know, we, at the Waypoint Cafe here, we do a lot of the viewing parties for the Overwatch League. Yes, um, but there's been uh, some dwindling numbers with the NBA 2K yes. League. Yes, yeah, uh, it had pretty good viewership when it first mm -hmm. came out, and then as the weeks progressed, it kind of went lower and lower and lower. Yeah, um, we have some thoughts why. Uh, Overwatch League, though, has, you know, this is stage four. It's opened mm -hmm. up, you know, with uh, less viewership than normal. I mean, it's still getting, like, still getting, it's still getting thousands yeah, of viewers. It's still but, getting viewers, but still, I mean, even though, yeah, you're getting thousands and thousands of viewers, but still less viewers out of that thousand thousand viewers is yeah. still problematic. So I wanted to touch on the, uh, the NBA 2K League. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think one of the biggest detriments to the viewership number is the timing that they started the league. They started yes. the league this month. And the actual NBA is in the final season. <laughs> so, yeah. W when given the choice of watching video game basketball or actual basketball, I think most of the audience is going to watch. A, a lot of people, yeah. Basketball. A lot of people are going to. I mean, I, I think um, one of the bigger problems with. Um, one of the big problems with esports streaming is that. Don't get me wrong, I love watching esports. I like watching it. But um, I think one of the bigger problems is that. When you, they're they're timed in the worst possible ways at times. I mean, if you're stream, if you're in like a big air time of your league, 
around the same time as major sports at the same time. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're having a, if the NBA is, if the NBA Finals having a season like it is right now, I mean you're gonna get some drop in viewership, like regardless. I mean that's gonna happen. Um, but uh, it, it's just poor timing on the Overwatch League squad. I don't know if it's poor timing with the Overwatch League. I think a lot of it mostly has to do with the oversaturation of it. Yeah, that could be it too. Uh, more yeah. than anything. Um, you know, we've had now, you know, stage four. We've had week yeah. after week after week we have, after yes, week we have. of Overwatch. Yeah. Um, we've seen pretty much the same two or three teams dominating this particular thing. And I think a lot of it is just like there also may not be any real incentive to watch these games no, when there, you know the yeah. outcome. You I know. mean, if you watch a New York game, you know New York's probably going to come out on top. Yeah, you know that. The only time it's ever a big surprise if it's New York versus any <coughs> really good team. So it's New York versus Boston Uprising. Yeah. Or if it's New York versus London Spitfire. Mm-hmm. Like, you know those games are going to... They can go... You know, yeah, you know you're going to get... I mean, but, like, no one... You're going to get high viewership for those games, but you're not going to get high viewership when New York is not playing one of those teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like... It's, it's, it's kind of the same thing when it's like... Every Super Bowl, we're seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. No one wants to see that over and over again. You know, no one wanted, no one like legit wants to see that. And yet, it kept on happening over and over again. And the end, and they were wondering why their numbers were dropping. Why were our numbers dropping? It's because, well, yeah, I mean, we're seeing the same thing over and over again. It's not the fact that no one likes watching football. Well, no, I personally hate watching football. I mean, but that's a political thing. I don't want what, to get into what's that. A fo- what's a football season? Yeah, what's a football season? <laughs> but um, it's just no one likes seeing. No people like seeing their team win. Win, obviously. Obviously, people like seeing their team win. But people who aren't rooting for that team, they don't. They will not want to watch it if it happens five years in a row, or like more than or three years in a row. No, I'm gonna say three years. If it happens three years in a row, you're gonna be like. Why would I want to watch this? I mean, it's I know what the outcome is going to be. I know who's going to make it to the final. Well, they're going to win. I don't know, but I know who's going to make it to the final. It's like, why would I want to watch this? I also think it also has a lot to do with, you know, people wanting to play the game over watching that too. Yes. The professionals play. I mean, I love yeah. watching the professionals play. Oh, I do. Because, yeah. like, you know, I... It's that inspiration to get good. It's the, that's what it is, you know? Yeah. And we've played it on... Our Tuesday streams occasionally here at the cafe, um, and we've done pretty decently. You know, no, we yeah. may not win like every game. No, you're, you're, I mean, you're we not. We definitely no, know yeah. what we're doing. You know what you're doing, <laughs> yeah. But it's with a with a with when it comes to esports, um, there's gonna be there's gonna be those times where you're watching it like you know what I want to play this game instead of watching it. And that's that. The end. Of the day, that's gonna, that's gonna happen, you know. Especially with games like Overwatch or League or Dota, you're gonna sit there. You're gonna eventually go, yeah. I want to watch this. I want to play this game instead of watching it. And in the end, really, isn't that what they want you want the outcome to be? For you to eventually yeah. play the game. Yeah, I think so too. Um... But my interest. I think the interesting thing is like you know, like people are pointing out, oh, you know, the numbers are dwindling. And it's not like the sky's falling or no, something like no. that. I think it's just more so, it's just evident of, you know, people will eventually lose attention if it's something just forced out too much. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, I think 
Overwatch League could benefit from taking an even longer hiatus. Yeah, stages. yeah. Let's let's just get a nice um, little like breaks between stages. I think it would also benefit the players if they took more breaks. That too. We've already discussed that. That we have discussed that many times. Yeah, we have discussed that plenty of times. That's not something we have not touched on. Um. But between like stuff like the NBA 2K League, you know, we understand it's a matter of timing. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the Overwatch League, you know, it's maybe the oversaturation. It may yeah. be that like we've watched it now four stages in a row. Yeah, we have stage four currently. You know, is it? Oh, it's just the same teams winning. Like, does that get boring after a while? Does it get boring yeah, seeing it, it the same does. team win? I mean, it, it does get boring after seeing the same team win over and over again, especially, especially in Overwatch, when it feels like... Um, yeah, I I enjoy seeing the teams that I like watch, like win, but especially in Overwatch, it's just not something I really want to see, especially when we have a very... We don't have a large list of teams. The Overwatch League is a very, very set list of teams. And when you know three out of those teams are always going to do amazing, you're going to sit back and go like, okay, yeah, these three teams are going to be great, and that's pretty much the basic of it. I mean, if you guys are wondering, like, what the actual numbers are for the Overwatch League I'm actually loading them up on my phone right now like I think I have them also um, you, you look at uh, I mean this, right, this yeah. is overall like yeah. this is overall. there's 12 teams overall in the Overwatch League I mean and really when it comes down to it, we're gonna always gonna end up seeing we're gonna see New York Boston we're gonna see Valiant, Valiant and, and London. London we're gonna see those guys no matter what so New York is currently 29 and 3 see right there <laughs> And their point difference, they're ahead in point difference by a positive 73, which means they're ahead of 73, like, right. points off of all the other teams. Yeah. Uh, and then just other than them is Boston, who are currently 22 and 11, and their point lead is just 20 points. So between Boston and New York is already a 53-point divide. There is, yeah. That's astounding. That is astounding, yeah. I mean, that's because New York's the best. No, New York is <laughs> New York <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're a great team and then to think that like we're as this series progresses we're gonna get more teams oh yeah like do you think anyone will care after this after this like stages are done and then we um, get into like the actual finals uh, I don't know which will be held at the bar I don't know it's like in New York. because because we know New York's gonna we be know, there because we know New York's gonna be there and that's 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 exactly how I feel because we hit after the stage. We hit finals. I'm like, okay, so it's gonna be in New York, London, Boston, and Valiant. That's how I feel. That's legit how I feel. Like I, I, I don't expect any other teams to be there. I mean, I do like watching the other teams play, and it's I mostly just, yeah. just because like I like seeing some of the different stuff that they try to do uh, in their games more than anything, you know. But it's it's like I'm not gonna see anything different. I feel like I'm not going to see any different when it comes to these finals in New I mean, York City. I, I think they've been trying to do different things. They've been picking different characters, yeah. you know. And uh, I think the meta, they're trying to experiment in the meta a little bit more, too. <clears throat> but it's just um, like, it just feels to me, it's like, why should I watch? But why, no, like, I honestly, I really know want to know why I should watch these finals. Yeah, they're great. It's great that we're having these finals in the Barclays Center that's for Overwatch League, but, and these, this is the big you know 
the big end all of everything we're building up to, but if we know, or we already know right off the bat, who we already know like top four already. Yeah. Who's gonna be there? There's no Cinderella story. There's no upsets. There's, there's no yeah. There's no upsets. There's no Cinderella because looking when you like we said when you look at those numbers, there are no. No. There's no one is gonna come back from the bottom and shoot their way at the top. And be that last squeeze and underdog story. There is no underdog story, and there's nothing. There's no storytelling in the Overwatch League. It's great to watch, but there's no storytelling. I think the biggest thing was like, you know, hey, here's how you should be playing Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. But that's what I love about watching sports. I like seeing storytelling. There is so much storytelling in sports, especially in professional wrestling. Next. <laughs> Well, you know, that's not because Brock Lesnar's greatest. <sighs> because he's the greatest champion of all time. He's the greatest champion. No, he's a Shao Kahn. He's a he's top God, of the ladder. They gotta write him better. Oh my gosh, they gotta write Brock Lesnar. They have better. to put him in the show. Period. No, I'm tired of watching. It's wrestling. just so it's just so tiring <laughs> watching Brock Lesnar win a title and disappear and never do anything with it. Except beat Roman Reigns yeah, consistently. It's beating Roman Reigns consistently. But, um, back on topic, in, ter in terms of what can be done to sort of... Wild cards. Throw in a wild card tournament. Throw in a wild card. A wild card tournament? Yeah, throw in a wild card tournament. Bottom of, bottom of five wild card tournament. Yeah. Let's think of, so like with the NBA 2K League, you know, we obviously feel that. I mean, the season's, the, the professional season's almost done, so I think the NBA 2K League will gain that viewership yeah, once. Yes, it will, it will gain it back. Just, yeah, once, 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 once finals are done, they're going to gain it back. Because, um, I mean, you're, you're, you're having your, a computerized version of the game up against the yeah. real thing. That's, we know that's. I mean, it's yeah. not like dwindling. No, it's not like, no, like no. In the negatives. Like, no, it's no. just like it had like this high intro viewership where everyone yeah. was like, oh, let's check this out. And then and it then just. the next week it dropped. And because then the week, of, and the week after that, it dropped. And it's like, oh, you're, you're doing your league stuff at yeah, the it's, same time as finals. It's, it's, like, it's impossible. I think people want to watch LeBron. Exactly. People want to watch it. Like, the yeah. They want to watch the real thing. But, um, but with Overwatch League, I think. Uh, this was a point Gino made uh, earlier. It was like he feels like they should follow the the Dota way of doing things, where there's like you know, there's a few majors and a mm -hmm. few little minor tournaments. Yeah, uh, I think that could be interesting. Um, and you have smaller tourneys for like the hardcore team mm -hmm. support. Um, I mean, Overwatch League was very much <coughs> an experiment. They wanted to showcase yeah, something. It, it, that it was an experiment. It does feel, but like I feel that a wildcard tournament. For, like, we have, like, going into finals. No, like, what are the finals? It's, like, top four, right? Right. All right. Top three are going to finals. Fourth place, wild card tournament. Yeah. That I, I would put a little, yeah. a little excitement exactly. in Exactly. And that builds up. That's, that builds up that underdog story. That builds up that Cinderella story. Because, yeah, top three players, they know they're going in. These guys at the bottom, we get their wild card tournament. They, the, these are the top. These are the top five of the people in the lower rungs. If one of them wins, and they make it to the top, those to the tournament to the finals, and then if they won, could you imagine how fantastic that would be? I would love to see that. I would love to see something like that. That would be fantastic of a thing in Overwatch League. That's something that should be done. I just give. 
a reason to to get excited about it outside of just that we want to see our top four players that we like that we know are going to win on this big stage that's like just give give us some kind of like story to it that's that's how i feel yeah so i mean there's a lot that can be done you know i i do think the burnout's already there like people are just like ah you know what no, the diehard are always going to watch. Overwatch. No, no, yeah, the yeah, diehard are always going to watch it. To the the casual person, the fan of Overwatch, is like, well, oh, I want to watch this, and then eventually they watch just New York winnings, and they're kind of like, okay, I'll go back to playing like the regular game. Yeah, um, I think there needs to be more of an incentive to keep the person watching. Now, one of the things that I, I did like about it is if you watch it through your you know your Battle.net account, if you watch it yeah. Overwatch League. Uh, you accumulate points, you know, to buy those skins and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, you're not spending real... No, they don't no real time. So I think more things like that given to people who watch it, you know, if you log in onto your Twitch and watch that particular stream, you no, know, yeah. do something in like, the give, chat give, or give, something give, like that. Give, give us something. Because I, I finally... I, I, think the, I think what it is is also there's just... You know, video games are an interactive medium, mm-hmm. and there's that lack of interactivity when you're watching yeah. a professional, you know, stream. Yeah, like, because... Like, Outside of just, you know... Yeah. I mean, talking in chat. Yeah, it's, it's there's no real, especially because like you're looking at the screen you normally see when you're playing, and that can be a little bit of a, of a throw off there. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I don't want to go back to playing. I want to go back to playing. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to look at this. Um, I mean, I can easily look at this, and play at the same time. So yes. So you know, there's. It's interesting, you know, just yeah. to see how you know how they might handle this going. F- you know, forward. I'm like, pretty sure things might change up after the Barclays finals. I, I, th- I think there's going to be, I think after, because what, uh, BlizzCon is after the finals, I think? Roughly. I mean, the finals yeah. are in July, so. Yeah. I, though I get the feeling oh, that, um, I can't remember if it was June or Yeah. I, it's I, 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 yeah, I it's soon. It's soon. <laughs> I do get the feeling that once this, once the Barclays happen, mm-hmm. I get the feeling we're probably a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and we're going to get a big announcement on how they're handling it. Yes, because like I said, this this time was just a test. See what can be done if they can do it. Yes, obviously can do it. Yeah. Now it's time to tweak it a bit and tweak it up, and tweak it up. The game up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of stepping it up, you know, mm-hmm. we're gonna move away from this discussion and go into uh, some awesome news that uh, Epic Games has done for yes. the Fortnite game. Yes, offering what was it, a hundred million? Uh, it was a hundred million. It's <laughs> freaking a lot. It's a whole bunch. I gotta look up my. I gotta look. Oh my gosh, that's like. I gotta look up my notes here. Hold on. It was. It was it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, Fortnite. The the little meme that could is. The little meme. That could. The little meme that could. I mean, it's it's blowing up big, folks. Fort, Fortnite is is throwing their is doing these stuff, y'all, so they can be ready when H one Z one drops. <laughs> they want to be ready, so they're they're still relevant when H one Z one drops. Uh, Epic Games will provide a hundred million dollars for Fortnite esports tournament prize pools. Yeah. Uh, in the first year. That's uh, where did they get this money the from? It's Epic Games, man. I know. I mean, I'm sure part of it is some of it's from the three hundred million that the game has made in the yeah. month of April alone. Th- yeah, that's probably uh, it. Which, by the way, is a, a true thing. It's What's up, Jim? Say welcome to the But no, um, it's... But Fortnite has made... Wally, I mean, in I mean, the month of April, Fortnite has made $300 million. But it's free to dollars. play. It's free to play. How did but, it make this money? Well, you know, you have the Battle Pass yeah. that you purchased the yeah. game too. Uh, you can purchase the skins and stuff. Yeah. All right. And also you have the PvE mode where people like to 
people actually play the PVE mode. They do? Yeah, people are playing, basically playing. There's a PVE mode? There is a PVE mode. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a PVE mode. People <laughs> buy it. Um, so, that was the month of April. That's so long April. Which is ludicrous. That makes no um, sense. And now they're going to be offering, you know, they're offering, you know, tournament venues mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Hey, here's some... You want to yeah. want to do some Fortnite tournaments? Here's like, some. Uh, just do it. Here's some cash. Just do it. Just do it. Give out some prizes. Give out prizes. Go right ahead. And you know what? It's like wow, Epic Games. I mean, they, I don't know if Epic Games is going to take a seat back and just focus on Fortnite for a bit. I don't think we're going to see any games. Come I mean, it, it's it's generating their largest revenue. It is. Yeah. You know, more so than any other other franchises, we're saying. Uh, they're <coughs> constantly adding stuff to the game. Like recently, yeah, they the also. Jetpacked. I think we got jetpacks in yeah. the most recent update. Uh, the other thing, though, is that it's getting a practice mode. And there's going to be a That's, free build mode. And the funny thing is, it's like you would expect that to be there since day one. But, you know, I really can't knock on that because League just now, not too long ago, got their practice mode. Right. It's like, they, like, I think it was maybe about a year ago or maybe eight months ago or so that League, League of Legends, like, got a practice mode. So... <laughs> That that kind of that may say something right there, but no, um, yeah. I mean, it's great that this is happening. I mean, Fortnite is, and I joked about it that they're trying to like, like make wedge themselves in into the battle royale genre before H one Z one comes. But you know what? I, I think that is that is their intent. You know, mm-hmm. I think that is legit. Their intent is that they don't want to once these other once. Especially when Battlefield drops their Battle Royale. They don't want to... They Like, Fortnite does not want to become irrelevant anymore. They don't want to become irrelevant. What's going on, Cluxy? Yeah, hey, Cluxy. Welcome uh, to the stream. Like, I think that they're just trying to make sure they stay relevant now that these big-name companies are like, yep, okay. Yeah, everyone's throwing their hat in. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Battlefield had their recent reveal. Yeah. Which I thought was... Uh, we're talking about Battlefield right now. <laughs> uh... We Battlefield had their reveal trailer. This is a uh, pretty um, big, actually. This is actually this news actually made me go like, well, but I guess I I actually may want to put my money in on this. I don't know. It has it has letters EA in it. Yeah, I know. That's that's the I'm very hesitant. About it. It's like, about it, but I, I want them to do, I want them to do it right. But they did say that out of the gate, you know, all the DLC is going to be free yes. for Battlefield Five, which is no, a huge change. There's no, no microtransactions. No microtransactions. No tournament mode. No loot boxes. Yes. No loot boxes. The only microtransactions that will be in this game is just for Glamour. That's it. So there's still microtransactions. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, but the, the, that the, upsets the, me. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's but it's for Glamour, you know, and it's basically the same thing Fortnite is doing, in that they're making these transactions just for, um, just for costume purposes, which. It's pretty cool. I mean, at least you're not like being able to buy guns and kill and kill streak weapons or anything. So I, I thought the interesting thing, if you watch this trailer, Battlefield Five, uh, one, the color palette is so bright. It's no longer gray and brown. Like it's such a visually vibrant. It's game. no more browns. That's um, the one thing I'm already already excited to play this game for. No browns. No beiges. You know they use they don't do the DC cinematic universe color scheme. Which is like darks and browns. Um, also, they we also have a female protagonist. We have female characters in the Battlefield. That's EA. You're learning. They're learning. They're really. I mean, learning. to be fair, they did have a female main character in the Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah, they did. Single player yeah, campaign. They, they did. They did. Yeah. Um, but now it looks like they're throwing in some more. Mm-hmm. 
female leads into the game, which is a welcome move. You know, very welcome move. I, I think I think EA sort of starting to peek up and say, hey, you know, yeah. we need to do things differently. I think I think EA is finally dropping their whole like, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I, I thought was interesting, like during the whole reveal, they didn't really specify all the gameplay modes. No, like, you know, I was expecting some sort of Battle Royale yeah. thing and they didn't really say they have a Battle Royale, but they have something that sounds like a Battle Royale type game. So we know that there's going to be the standard Battlefield, you mm -hmm. know, like 32 versus 32 or however yeah. many people on this big map. Um, they d did show off their combined arms mode, which mm -hmm. is a cooperative mode. Uh, that puts you in squads of four, and you have to do like different tasks in the map mm -hmm. and extract, uh, which um, definitely sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if you know they think maybe they're just gonna ignore the battle royale what thing the, and just the... and stick to their own. I, I mean, maybe. I, it's like it's how, how I'm kind of seeing it is that. Um, I think that when it comes to, when it comes to this whole, they're trying to focus. They're trying to maybe they're trying to do the same thing with uh, blops, and um, try out new things, and kind of like draw back a bit from single player mode stuff, and create multiplayer experiences that are like the single player campaigns, because that's what that's kind of where I that's the kind of thing that I took from the whole arms mode. Is like, oh, this is just like some single player stuff, but it's multiplayer, which is cool. Well, I mean, that's yeah. what Call of Duty is talking Yeah. Uh, Battlefield, however, is going to have a single player campaign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's not something I would not expect from a Battlefield game. Yeah. I mean, that's the, um, they kind of live on that. I think what's going to be interesting is the timing of the game more than anything. Um, yeah. We know that Battlefield is literally going to launch around the same time frame as it's probably going to be in October and yeah. right now we're looking at a very like even though it's just three big titles it's still October is looking to be very claustrophobic yeah, month of Wally is 5, yeah Call of Duty Black Ops 4 yeah and Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2 all in the same month it's looking really weird this October is looking very weird because um you're not seeing the usual October titles dropping like you're not seeing the uh the big night, the big time Nintendo drops coming out because it always felt like to me that Nintendo dropped like their big games in October, November, and December. Usually, yeah. that's like always been their trend. November, October, November, December has always felt like a big drop point for Nintendo. Um, Sony, I mean, they don't have really an ex any exclusives coming out in October, but I think because they're still right, they will still be riding on the coattails of Spider Man coming out in September. I mean, it's um. I mean, yeah, why bother? We, we still don't know. I mean, there, there could be plenty of surprise announcements. Yeah, there E3. could be. I mean, E3 has me... Like, this year, E3, I think this is the first time I'm... I'm really interested to see what the other companies that, out, that aren't the big five, but big three, have to offer for um, announcements this year. Because um, we're kind of, like, in this... We're really in this really weird, like, flux... Yeah. Of like, it's not like a power vacuum or anything, but we're in this because well maybe it is a bit of a power vacuum because Microsoft is kind is really hasn't been staying consistent to what they normally do. I mean, if we look at at the three, you know, it's 
obviously Nintendo has had a very yeah. strong showing. They have been. even coming in this. I, I use the term late, but I don't really mean late. I yeah. mean we we got the recent announcement that mm -hmm. uh, the Sony CEO has stated that you know we're in we're in the last couple of years of the PlayStation. Yeah, so now at this point, everyone's which, when, you, when you think about it, you know, it's true. You it's know, true, yeah. We, it's we, we're, we're looking at systems with a 10-year lifespan. Yeah. The PS4 dropped in 2011 I, or 12? I think so. I think it was one of those years. Yeah. yeah. Around that time frame. Yeah. So, you know, it's been out maybe five years by now. Mm -hmm. We'll say five. Yeah. You know, I... I which, you know, for when we think about how it was when we were teenagers, we know we had systems launching every five years. Yeah, we did. And it wasn't until the P, the PlayStation 3, where we had this really we had extended... A huge extended uh, year for the PS3. Year. So the PS4 is in its last couple of years, yeah. which around this time frame, you know, makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, but Sony's still going to come out and oh, still gonna some just, awesome games. They still are, uh, but then... Nintendo just yeah. came out with the Switch, so we know that that's going to yeah. have a lot of longevity in there. Yeah. Uh, what's really interesting is to see what Microsoft wants to do with its system, because while there are its core franchises, you know mm -hmm. that Microsoft, you know, they're, they're the Halo fans, there's the yeah. Gears fans, you, you have the cars. Forza fans. Um, but they're really missing... That big killer app that says, "Hey, yeah. they, 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 where's the system?" You know, they just I, I want to have, have an Xbox One. You know, I, I have. No I, I had one when Scalebound was announced, and, and then, then that happened, and it's unfortunate. But one of the things I do like that what Microsoft is doing is, if you look, you know, we've spoken about this a little bit on the show and also mm -hmm. amongst each other, you know, in private. Uh, I wish Gina was here because he would weigh in on this. Um, Microsoft seems to be gearing towards being that true all-in-one living room yeah, component system. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I, I really feel like Microsoft is really starting to push more towards like you know we're in, we we're a game company. Don't get us wrong, we're a game company, um, but really we're trying to slowly sneak in in making this living room entertainment set sense system. I mean, and that's what they're slowly sneaking in with. It. Companies have been trying to do that to a degree. Yeah, but I um, feel like Microsoft is getting it right. I feel like they're going to do it right for yeah. the simple fact that they're adding in the one component that is the most attractive to mm -hmm. consumers. And that is, they're going to give you a PC and a console experience mm -hmm. in one. Yeah. And I think their next system... This is, I'm not saying this is an E3 prediction. I'm no, saying no, this is a gaming prediction. This is a gaming prediction. I think Microsoft's next system is mm -hmm. just going to be, here's your computer, you got your games, you can get your console games on this, yeah. you can have access to Windows 10, yeah. you know, game system on it, and play everything to your heart's content. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling that's what they're building up to. I think they're building up to some point where it's like, pay PC Master Race, here. Yeah. I think that's what they're, I think that's what they're setting, they're setting up for something big where... The lines between PC and console are going to get blurred and out. Blur and eventually just mesh together. Yeah, and then Nintendo so and Sony are just going to go, oh. I feel Sony took this? steps there because if you look at how the PlayStation 4 operates, yeah. The PlayStation 4 is essentially a, a PC. Yeah. You know, it's just a PC designed to play video games. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, if you have a PlayStation 4 and you, you know, if you own every system, you know, congratulations, you're rich. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for the average consumer mm -hmm. who maybe owns either one yeah. or two yeah. of the systems and usually it's either 
I have a PS4 and a Switch, or I have an Xbox One and a Switch. Right. The Switch is always in there, or some form of handheld. Like, I have an Xbox One and a 3DS. Right. You know, uh, very rarely do you see someone who has, I have a PS4, Xbox One, yeah. and a Switch. Yeah, you rarely ever see that. Uh, and, if they, and if you do, it's like, how do you find the time? Yeah, how do you... Uh, I barely have time sense. to play the two that, that I want to play. That makes no sense at all, yeah. Um... But Sony kind of started doing that a little bit. They like they took their they dipped their little like pinky toe in the water. Yeah. And they're like, ah, it's okay. They they did their pinky toe in the water. They said like, yeah, this is not benefiting us in any way, and yeah. they left it. But Microsoft was like, no, I'm gonna no, we're gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, let's keep trying. Um, and I think Microsoft that's Microsoft's strategy. They want to stick with that premium experience. Yeah. Sony is obviously very much that's that's all about the games. It's all about the games. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo's always been about always. Nintendo's always been about the games. Yeah, Nintendo's um, always been. But I, one of the they've, things they've been that, about the games, and they've been about bringing people together through those games. Yes. yes. And, and their their whole thing has been uh, degeneration cycle. Yes. Like you yeah. know. We grew up as Nintendo fans. Yeah. And some of us have kids who are now who are now Nintendo, Nintendo fans. fans. Yeah. And it, there's that connectivity <laughs> there. Yeah, there is. Um, speaking of, speaking of Nintendo, we want if I can do a little hot take on this is that they finally announced the four teams for their Splatoon. Yes. Um, that, tournament that was announced today. I yes, believe, it was right? today. I believe yeah. it was today or yesterday that they announced the four teams: um, Japan, Australia, um, United States, and I believe. Um, I believe Europe. It should be yeah. the EU. Yeah, I think it's a UK. Uh, but this is for their uh, their Splatoon Invitational yeah. type thing that they're gonna do at. They're doing this at E3. Yes, they're yes. doing this at E3. Um, this is their. This is once again Nintendo is just like saying, "Hey, we're throwing our hats into this. Like we are legit throwing our hats into this thing. Um, like we are not like afraid of. To, we're not afraid to just uh, say, "Hey." We may be that family system, but we're not. We're not. We're not afraid to say, "Hey, yeah, we can easily step up and get into esports just like everyone else." Um, but yeah, this is going to be a big thing, and I kind of looking. I'm really looking forward to see what else this this brings out because I know they also announced. I believe they mentioned something about an arms tournament um, coming. Yeah, in. I mean they're doing all three of their games. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing Splatoon two. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing the arms invitation out there as well. They're also going to debut the new Smash Brothers. Yeah. at E three. Oh boy, that's um, gonna be a that's. I think that's the only reason why a lot of people really are looking forward to E three for Nintendo. Yeah, Smash. Yeah, Smash. Smash Brothers. Yeah, Smash Brothers. Um, but we know you guys aren't the only ones looking forward to E three. Us at Cold look forward to E three as well. Much. And what we're gonna do is we're not gonna do it today. No. But next week, next which week. is our pre E three show, pre E three show, which would be pre three show. The pre three show, yeah. which is the thirty first. Uh, the thirty first. Uh, I don't know. Mike, that, that might be too soon. Um, that might be too soon. Um, but uh, we'll get to uh, it. We, we, we'll, we'll make our. We're announcement. gonna be hyping out the E three show. We will make our. We're gonna our, come to you live. Yes. From the Waypoint Cafe yes. and all the E three major viewings. Yes. EA's presser. Yes. Um, Sony's for sure. Uh, I gotta look at the times, but I know we're definitely doing EA and Sony. Mm -hmm. uh, whichever other ones we'll announce on our social media, uh, which you guys can follow us on, as always. Yeah, it's like it, really if we're not if you don't <laughs> see if you don't see a stream of it, if you don't see a stream of it on our Twitch channel, you will see us talking about it on our Facebook page and in our and on our uh, Twitter page. So there will not be a time when we're not talking about it. No, there, gonna, there won't be a time. E three seasons upon us. E three seasons upon us. Yeah, we've had. You know, some games announced, you know, you've seen the Call of Duty announced, yeah. you saw the Battlefield 5 reveal trailer, you know, Bethesda with Rage 2, so mm -hmm. those are exciting games. Those are very and, exciting uh, games. We know yeah. that there's more to come. Oh, there's tons of more to come, and I'm, 
I, I, it's just, like I said, it's just right now we're kind of in this weird little, like... We're in this weird limbo state, like... Yeah, because we don't know what people are bringing to the table, because... Especially with, especially with Nintendo's directs they do every couple of months. It's like, but this is E3 every couple of months, Nintendo was... I mean, Nintendo, you know? Nintendo has always been one to, f to float to their own tune. Yeah. And their, their tune is, we're just going to announce stuff when we announce Yeah, that, and that's, nothing is wrong with that. Nothing, nothing is legit wrong with Nintendo's plan of just announcing whenever they want to announce, because that's great. I mean, it's great. And Sony kind of does the same thing, and we've complained about this so many times about Sony... Where it's like, yeah, this is only, it is wonderful you're making these announcements for games, but let the people know when you're making these announcements. Yeah. Because it's not like we're, everyone is going to follow your Twitter page. We're not like everyone is going to follow your Facebook page. No, that's not going to happen. It's like, you got to put this stuff on YouTube. Yeah, you got to put it somewhere out. where it's visible. Somewhere. So we can see it. Yeah, because like. I find out a Gouda game that came out that is, that it was announced five days ago, and I'm like, this game looks amazing. You could have found out about it on our Nintendo on our Sony blog page. I'm like, but I don't look at your Sony blog page every day. Yeah, I do. Oh, I know you. That's do. because I'm me. Yeah, that's you. But no, it's um, but um, Sony. Sony does the same thing too. They end up, they make very big. Is Microsoft just. It's always been that dark horse. They've been that dark horse. Just gonna yeah. sit there and like, yeah, we're gonna do what we want. Yeah, we're gonna do what we want. And then when it comes to E3, we laugh. It's it's just disappointment. That's all it is. It's just pure disappointment. I mean, for the past couple of years, Sony has definitely knocked that out the They have. Nintendo they have. came up there, especially when it came to the Switch stuff. For yeah. Yeah. E3, you were like, yes, this yeah. is Nintendo. I remember. This, this is this is like these past years, Nintendo and Sony have really been stepping up, and Microsoft just feels like it. Just feels like when uh, when a company at their big reveal, at their big presser at E3 has. Stuff that I just go like, yeah, I just saw this on the other stage. Then it's like, why should I worry about you? Yeah. It's like we know Nintendo's gonna be all about Smash Brothers. No, Nintendo. I this this is how I feel is that Nintendo's gonna be Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. That's obvious. Two uh, on the DS side. Ooh. are we going into the last couple of years of the DS? That's a good question. That sounds like a topic for another show. Ooh, that is a topic for another episode, because... Because, you know, we definitely got to get these yeah. E3 predictions off yeah. our chest. We have so many bumbling in our there's, brain. There's, there's so many bumbling... There's I mean, so many games that we want to, like, like, say come back. I, I, I know, for one, um, I would like... My, my big hope for me is that I would like Capcom to make their big uh, summer content announcement for Monster Hunter. That's what I'm looking forward to. Summer content announcement for Monster is, like, something I'm definitely looking for. Not on the main stage... Just put out that news about it. I mean, that's all I want. That's all, I just want content. That's all I care about is content for my game. Um, Sony, I don't know what they're going to... I really don't know. I mean, I have ideas. Oh, no, you always have your ideas. I always have my ideas. You always have your ideas. But again, you know, that's going to be That's going to be for our big... That's going to be for our show. Evening. That's going to be for uh, our evening prediction show. I mean, uh, I want to say we'll probably do it... Probably the... The definite show before E3, yeah. we'll do our big E3 yeah. predictions. Before the, the last um, show before E3, we'll do our E3 predictions. But for now, I think, uh, you know, we, we, we were down two people, so yeah. it, it, this episode will probably be cut a little short. I yeah. think, uh, you know, we kind of touched on all the things that we, we wanted did. to touch on. We did on. touch on everything we wanted to touch on. You know, uh, Overwatch League is still... It's still very you know, much relevant. The, the fact that esports are just as, as yeah, big yeah. as they are right yeah. now means they're not slowing down anytime soon. They, they just, aren't. 
There is oversaturation. There is a huge oversaturation with it, and um, that's a problem they need to fix. Too many games. Too many games. Too, yeah. many, games. Too many games. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you guys for tuning on in. Uh, for those of you who joined in the chat, thanks for chatting with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for dropping in and saying hi. Uh, Gypsy, Cluxy, everyone else that's in there, that I, I missed your names, I'm sorry. Don't be afraid to say don't hi. We love, to- hi. We love talking know. to you guys. Um, but as always, guys, you can fo- you can always follow us here at uh, twitch.tv slash digital era twitch. Uh, our main announcements are done on our Instagram and Twitter pages, which are both Digital Era Insta and Digital Era Tweet, respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, always feel free, please, you know, if you guys don't wish to contribute to us, you know, if you can't subscribe, you know, you can't do our Patreon fund, which you can find over at uh, www.patreon.com slash digital dreamer. Just share our content, you know. Talk to us when we're online. You know, hit us up in Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us yeah. up when you're in your chat for our streams. Yeah, let us know. We stream every Tuesday and Thursday uh, from seven o'clock to eight o'clock. Uh, mm-hmm. Tuesdays are our gameplay streams where we try to showcase a, a game that we are currently playing or a game that we like to play. You know, l- last Tuesday I tortured Gino with uh, more Destiny Two. Oh boy, uh, he enjoyed it immensely. Um, <laughs> And then uh, next week, we're going to try to get into uh, some Switch games that, you know, we want to try out for you guys. A lot of indie Switch games. A lot of, a lot indie, of indie Switch games have been coming out these days. Showcase really for you next to Tuesday. Uh, and then next week, we'll be back with our regular scheduled podcast mm-hmm. where we discuss esports and general video gaming uh, with you guys. And you can always find our previous episodes for download on your listening device at www.stepintothecore.com slash audio. We have all our previous episodes there in a playlist for you guys. And, uh, you know, we thank you guys for listening in and tuning in and catching up with us. And until next time, you've been decoded. (laughs) 